Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. And happy Brewers Outlet Day, everybody. Great to have you with us on the show today on this Friday. Penn State and Maryland tomorrow. 2 o'clock the airtime, 3.30 the kickoff at Beaver Stadium. We've got Shikolemi football coming up tonight against Mifflinburg at 7. The Chief will be on the air at 6.30, joined by um, somebody. Uh, Matt, did we get who he's working with tonight? It will be uh, someone we like to call the suit, Kevin Hur. Why are we doing games, though? Do we need to sell stuff? <laughs> That's the last one of the year. We'll get back to that afterwards. <laughs> yeah, okay. He knows the holidays are coming up, right? All right, so I'm <laughs> just kidding. Kevin and the Chief, uh, the award winners, will have uh, the game tonight at 7 on beginning at 6.30 as uh, Shikolemi looks to close out with a flourish. But Mifflinburg, hey, look, they're also in our listening area too, you know. Uh, they're looking to close out with a flourish themselves. So that'll be tonight at 7 with a 6.30 air time. The uh, only, uh, I guess really the only local teams playing tonight, that's all right. I mean, we obviously have Sealands Grove and Eagle 107 and Lewisburg right, on 100.9 right. the Valley, but I'm thinking about others like Danville and Shemokin's playing, right? Shemokin's got Is Jersey it? Shore tonight for the District 4 4 yeah. A championship. Montoursville and Danville play for the 3 A championship tomorrow afternoon at 1. Okay. All right. Very, very good. Uh, we have an interesting show coming up today. We've got Dick Girardi on the Breeders' Cup and some college basketball. We also have J.J. Cooper of Baseball America on today about the minor league situation. As you know, Peter Friend, of uh, who owns five minor league baseball teams, or part of, parts of five, some full. He owns the Memphis team and the International League, but he also is the owner of the Williamsport Crosscutters. He is the critical liaison between Major League and Minor League Baseball right now. We could be a couple of weeks away from a resolution to this. Uh, We will discuss with him, J.J. Cooper, the uh, possibility of a wooden bat, senior-laden summer league that would lead into a draft, and the draft Major League Baseball, I think they're going to push it back either to late July or early August. And this league would start probably some point in May. Mid-May toward Memorial Day. But we just want we wanted to we're trying, we've tried you just can't be a one-trick pony show. You just can't do it. You can't be, hey, we're just going to talk about the Eagles all the time. Well, not everybody's an Eagles fan. You can't. No, I mean, seriously, you can't just talk about the Steelers all the time because not everybody's a Steelers fan. You can't just talk about the Phillies all the time, or the Pirates all the time. You've got to take into account everything. That's why we do the high school football roundtable on Thursday because there are high school football fans that listen to the show. That's why we're going to talk with JJ Cooper because there are minor league baseball fans that listen to the show. 
that go to Williamsport games or to go to Spikes games or whatever. And they keep every, we're trying to keep everybody up to date on everything from Penn State football to Penn State and Bucknell basketball to minor league baseball, trying to keep everybody up to date on everything. So that's why JJ is going to be on. And then Dick Girardi at 406, because that was actually demanded by the suit, said something about because Shigalemi's played so many games this year, he has extra income. Something like that. Didn't know quite what that meant. Uh, but I'm pretty yeah, sure he would be the only one that would care about the Breeders' Cup this weekend. Oh, you know what? Uh, I will uh, I will disagree with you on that. Well, let's say it. I'm not one of them that cares about the Breeders' Cup. No, no, no I, I understand that. But again, uh, the, because of off-track betting... You don't have to care as much about it, but people are still wagering their coin on it. No, that's true. And the Breeders' Cup, the Kentucky Derby is, to the casual fan, the race. Then the Preakness, then the Belmont, especially if there's a triple crown possibility like American Pharaoh or Justified. But for those who follow horse racing, and they follow it closely, the Breeders' Cup's the Super Bowl. I'm talking to, um, again, that, I'm not talking about the casual fan. The casual fan, it's the Kentucky Derby. But, to the fan fan of horse racing, and those who bet the coin, Breeders' Cup's the day. It's two days' worth. It's already underway now. Two days' worth. So we're going to talk to Dick about that and some college basketball coming up as well. Uh, Utah, Arizona will not play this weekend because of uh, COVID. Alex Cora is back as the Red Sox manager which we had talked about. How many months ago did we talk about that being a a distinct possibility? You called it. And this is where I've read some stories, you know, how the Red Sox Sox will have to endure some criticism. I said, you know, there there has to be points in life, by the way, where you look around and say, okay, I respect your criticism, but we're the ones that made the decision, and we feel we have good reasons to do it. And just go with it. You can't you can't make your decisions or the lack thereof on criticism or potential criticism if you think it's the best thing for your organization. Because the bottom line is, when it comes when it comes to critics, you know, you can respect them. There's no getting around. There's no problem respecting critics, but at the same time, it's from thirty thousand feet or the outside looking in. So you make your decision. You think it's best for you. Stick with it. Respect the critics, but don't make your decisions based on the critics. That's the worst thing you can do. When you start making decisions based on critics or potential critics, uh, to me, that that opens the door to bad decisions. If if I'm sitting in the seat, now this is my 30,000-foot view. I'd have hired him back. 
But that's you know, that's just me. So he's back. All right. And we got Penn State football coming up tomorrow. Beaver Stadium. Against Maryland. And we'll have it for you at 3.30. 2 o'clock will be the airtime tomorrow. A note from the suit saying that broadcast never wins any awards. We should just promote the one that does. I don't know what that means. I mean, do you know what that means? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Uh, yeah, no. I'm just going to stay away from that one. I don't know what that means. It's it's awfully defensive. I don't understand. How many times have we appraised his awards? I think a lot, haven't we? Always. Now, part of it is I get an extra five dollars in my check every time I do, so there is incentive. Back with more in a moment. <laughs> News Radio ten seventy WKOK brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is, because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection. Imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping, and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, Sunbury, wants to see you. And thank you for your years of patronage. Shikolimi Mifflinburg coming up tonight at uh, 7. I'm beginning at 6.30 with Kevin and the Chief. Penn State football tomorrow at 3.30, and we're on beginning at 2, all here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Friday edition of the show brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. I was able to get out and play a little bit of golf today. And with the temperatures the way they are, hey, it'd be great to have some refreshing beverages around to enjoy college football this weekend. As you watch Penn State and Maryland tomorrow, you watch Clemson and Notre Dame tomorrow night, then you got Steelers coming up on Sunday against the Cowboys. A lot going on. Saints and Bucks, Breeze and Brady. Yeah, you want to have plenty of beverages on hand. And now you have to start thinking about the holidays. Yeah, people might stop by for Thanksgiving. Despite what Dr. Fauci says, people might stop by for Thanksgiving. And, uh, <laughs> sorry, Doc. <laughs> Just being realistic with the audience here. Uh, and, uh, of course, and then there's uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. It's unbelievable. You need to stock up. And they they have plenty of it there. Best selection of beer anywhere. Imports, domestics, microbrews. A lot of people love wine coolers, plenty of those. Water soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar, led by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. And, boy, it's warm enough out there today to say, you know what, I'd love a slushie. And they have six different flavors of slushies, all at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, it's 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. 
Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous service department. All right, what's on tap tonight in college football? Well, how about Miami and NC State? That's at 7.30 this evening on ESPN. That's at Carter, Finley, and Raleigh. San Jose State, San Diego State tonight at 9 on CBS Sportsnet. And then at 9.45, and this is an intriguing game. BYU and Boise State. That's on Fox Sports 1 at 9.45 tonight. Very interesting. And that is on our slate of picks later as well. Good. Should be. Boise's 2-0, and BYU is 7-0 on the season. Tomorrow, Michigan-Indiana is a noon game. SMU-Temple is uh, at noon. Arizona State-USC is at noon, 9 local time. <laughs> Just go with a back, back 10. Pac-12 selling out. It's unbelievable. You're looking at students. I know they're, I know they're 18 to 22. I got it. But you're going to ask them to play at 9 o'clock in the morning. Really? It's just absurd. West Virginia, Texas is at noon tomorrow. Liberty, Virginia Tech, that is at noon in Blacksburg. Marshall, UMass is at 2.30. Florida, Georgia is at 3.30 on CBS. Houston, Cincinnati is at 3.30. Kansas, Oklahoma is at 3.30. Oklahoma State and Kansas State's at 4. Texas A&M, South Carolina at 7. Baylor and Iowa State is at 7. Indiana, excuse me, Clemson and Notre Dame is at 7.30 on NBC. Rutgers, Ohio State, 7.30 BTN. Stanford, Oregon, 7.30 ABC. And at 8 o'clock, it'll be South Alabama, against Coastal Carolina at 8. Those are the ranked teams that are playing tomorrow. So there you go. And day one for the Pac-12. They've had two games already postponed, although the Cal situation is really Cal and Washington is is canceled. They can't postpone games. They don't have any bye weeks. Utah and Arizona also canceled. I think Utah has a couple of guys. But for Cal, do you know how many guys for Cal tested positive? I mean, is this when you take some time and look into it? You know how many guys for Cal tested positive? One. And he's asymptomatic. But you want to know why they can't play? The city of Berkeley stepped in and said that they've got a Anybody who's been near him has to quarantine for 14 days because it's the city of Berkeley that told him they had to. He's asymptomatic. A lot of hurdles. A lot of hurdles. That's why when I was on with Mark Packer during the summer, he said, do you think they'll play this season? They said, well, you have to have goals. He said, well, what should the goal be? And I said, the goal is to play a game. The second goal is to play a second game. Third goal is to play a third game. I mean, it's just uh, that is the way it is. Army Air Force is canceled. Washington Cal is canceled. Arizona and Utah canceled. Wisconsin-Purdue canceled. The vast majority, obviously, are playing this weekend. But you don't have any wiggle room in this. You know, for the, for the Big Ten and the Pac-12... There's no wiggle room. There are no bye weeks. You can't play. You can't play. 
And this is opening weekend, by the way, for the Pac-12. This is their opening weekend. They are down to playing seven games, and that's it now. For and nobody knows if Cal can play next weekend because of the fourteen-day rule that the city of Berkeley has put in. You know, they say the decision was made under the Pac-12's football game cancellation policy. No, this was made because the city of Berkeley told them that all these players weren't allowed to play. It is a single player, a single positive, which, by the way, is not a false positive because they then confirmed it through a PCR test. But because of the city of Berkeley's rules on contact tracing, they have... That's why they're doing it. I've only been to Berkeley once to do to do two games of the Hospitalian basketball tournament. So I don't really know, you know, I'm not going to tell you what the deal is in terms of, you know, how they operate. That's way out of my way out of my league. Meanwhile, the NFL has fined the Raiders uh more than a half million dollars. John Gruden got fined 150,000. They also took away a sixth-round 2021 pick for repeated protocol violations. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. J.J. Cooper, Baseball America. On the state of the negotiations between Major and Minor League Baseball, we are finally coming to a resolution. JJ next on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Q, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great pre-owned inventory. Fabulous service department, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet. Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Wine coolers, water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And the pickle bar lie by the barrels and the dills, indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street, and Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. 
and they have six great flavors of slushies, and we're in the 70s the next few days. Enjoy. Stock up for the holidays now. I mentioned yesterday, by the way, the Magic Radio, ages, what, four to eight? Start signing up for that now, okay? That is, uh, uh, Jim Nance will say next week at the Masters, a tradition unlike any other. That certainly fits the Magic Radio on WKOK. All right. We've talked a lot about football, a lot of football. We've discussed a lot, some basketball as well, but we have to also keep there. A lot of fans of minor league baseball in our area. This has been, since the moment it was revealed about a year ago at this time, it's been contentious. We may be nearing resolution. With that, the one that has been, without question, the very best at following the situation with the minor leagues is J.J. Cooper of Baseball America. J.J., welcome. Great to have you back. Oh, no problem. How are you guys? Uh, doing well. Uh, doing well and getting ready for the next one coming up in Penn State football, um, but still thinking with one eye toward next summer. Uh, let's start with this. The Appalachian League, uh, this was a relatively easy one because I, I believe uh, Major League teams owned those teams. So they're going to transfer uh, a transition to wooden bat. You wrote an article this week, uh, this week or late last week, I think it was late last week, about the New York Penn League uh, as a proposal. So what do you know about the New York Penn League and the proposal of collegiate wooden bat? So MLB laid out a proposal that would transition at least some teams in New York Penn League, and I, I emphasize some. It's not like the Appalachian League. This is unlikely to be an across-the-board type thing. Um, but some teams in the in the New York Penn League to be part of a new excuse me, I'm about Steve, but a new uh, summer with that, amateur with that league. And the idea of it is that it would be the Appalachian League would be for rising freshmen, rising sophomores. The Cape Cod League would probably, under this, still be kind of the destination for the top rising juniors. Mm-hmm. But the idea for this league is, is it would be the destination league for the top rising seniors, which seems like a little bit of a misnomer because in, those are guys who are getting drafted. Under the old system, they would be playing this summer with that league. But now, Major League Baseball has moved the draft back from early June to the middle of July, second week of July. And so there's now enough time for those players, if they aren't part of the College World Series and all, to play another five, six weeks in advance of the draft. And the proposal was to have that league basically be New York Penn League affiliate what have been your Penn League teams do that and fill that, fill that perceived need for Major League Baseball. And it would be about, what, a 60-game season in that neighborhood? Our, the official proposal is 60. From later, from what I understand, is it may be bumped up to as high as, like, 68, okay. which is still obviously eight games short of what currently is, which is 76. And that has been a, uh, a sticking point for some of the teams in the league because – you know, if, if you do well, 76, that's, well, I, I'll put it simply in home games. 
you know, to go even from 76 to 68 means you lose four home dates. Right. Well, again, if you're a successful team, four home dates is a, is a good bit of money that you're saying you're about to. Right, and that's exactly what State College, I mean, State College is a successful franchise. Those four home dates, they want uh, very, very much. Uh, when would this? When would they like to play this league? Because under the old New York Penn League system, they would begin right around June 17, 18, somewhere around there, and they would end Labor Day weekend. What is the thought process on what a season would look like with this particular league? It was... You really can't start it much earlier than very, very in Memorial Day. Basically. Yeah, I mean, you can't really. Before that, the players; these are college players. Before that, the players are still in college. Right. Um, so Memorial Day ish, and the now the thought is is from everything I've been told is is that there, the idea is just to have this league play through early August. Again, the same thing that we just talked about. Yep. You know, because this is on the academic year, by early August you're kind of petering out that you need to send everyone home. So it would be a little bit earlier start than what has been the case in the past, and obviously also an earlier finish than what has been the case in the past. All right. Um, now, some New York ten- Penn League teams would be in this. How close are we to resolution as to who makes the 120 when this is all said and done? Is there is are they close to that resolution at this point? From everything I understand, yes. Now, close may not mean every final piece is absolutely finalized, but I expect that we are going to hear something in the near future. And by near future. I expect we're going to hear something next week. Uh, by the time the, the now the winter meetings aren't until December, so that you think before the winter meetings we'll know more. Right now, the best I understand, yes, we do have. Uh, we we have before the winter meetings, we have the owners' meetings, which, like the winter meetings, are going to go virtual this year right. because of the coronavirus pandemic. But you still, they're still going to have them, um, and so I'm I. I am making a supposition. I don't want to say this in my reporting. I'm, a supposition of mine is is that the owners' meetings are going to be a logical time for the final part of this to be signed off on on the MLB side. And if there, you know, and, and assuming that there are not hurdles that would prevent that from happening on the MILB team side, that would be a logical time around which to kind of announce this or finalize this. So I'm expecting them. The election's over now. That was a key part. They were not going to do anything before the election. The election's over, and everyone needs this. Everyone needs to know some finality on what are they working for for 2021. November, uh, by the end of November, I would expect, not not that this would go into December. Peter Friend is uh, someone who owns either all of or part of five minor league franchises, including the Williamsport Crosscutters 60 miles from here. What role has he played in all this, and what has it meant to have him on the minor league baseball side? So you're right. Beautiful Indians was hired. Basically, there's, I don't, there wasn't really a term to it, but the way I would describe it is, is he is now working with Major League Baseball, and he is working with minor league baseball owners with Major League Baseball. So, I would describe him, again, this is a lot secondhand, but I would describe it as kind of a variety of roles. One is to be a sounding board. 
now MLB has someone working directly with them who, as they're working through issues on this, can immediately provide kind of that feedback of, no, as an operator, this doesn't work or this works, or have you thought about maybe we could do this? So that's one component of it. Another is, is that he's in communication with MILD owners and working to kind of lay out and convey to them some of the message from MLB. So, again, it's not his title, but if you describe him as kind of this this go-between in some ways also, someone who absolutely, because he is an owner, understands the needs of minor league operators as in the New York Penn League, because as you said, Williamsport, but then all the way up to AAA, because he right. also owns Memphis. Yep. So to have that ability to say, like, I understand the needs of minor league owners at a variety of levels also kind of you know, provides kind of a very useful resource for Major League Baseball to be able to provide very instant feedback on this works, that doesn't work, that's going to be tough, here's why, things like that. Yeah, because uh, it's interesting having that kind of liaison, right? uh, because minor league baseball has no leverage in this, uh, but how much would major league baseball contribute to this model? Because as an independent model, you have to you have to pay the pay the entry fee. You have, the expenses are higher. The return might be higher, but you still have to do that. The Atlantic League has certainly had successful franchises. Somerset, New Jersey, obviously, is one because they might they might end up with a team. We'll see. Uh, but uh, well, how important has it been without leverage that he's there to have them represent? And how much how much will Major League Baseball contribute financially to help out that model you talked about with collegiate players? So with that model, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of MLB financial support but that's where the summer amateur part comes in, which is the the key thing with these players is you can't pay them. They lose their college eligibility if you pay them, which has been, I would say, across the country, has been a massive reason for the expansion of summer college leagues because owners across the country have figured out that they can provide a minor league baseball-like experience and do so without the without the responsibility and without even the ability to pay the players. So, obviously, they would not, you know, right now, New York Penn League teams don't pay the players. Those are paid right. by their major league club. That's right. Under this, they wouldn't pay the players right. because they would be amateurs. Now, you may have to, you know, finding housing, host families, all that becomes even more important in this than it has been in the past. But... You know, that's kind of a almost one-to-one relationship. Now, you are probably, whether it's through dues to Prep Baseball Report, which is, under this proposal, would be the operator of this league, not Major League Baseball, but uh, the showcase group that, that does showcases around the country. Um, but with, either they would pay for the coaches, which would be funded by dues paid by these teams, right. or you'd be responsible at a team level for paying for the players. But I guess that the best answer I can get on that is, is that Major League Baseball doesn't provide a lot of direct financial support currently, and that wouldn't change. It wouldn't be a lot of additional, there may be some, but not a whole lot of additional out-of-pocket costs for these New York Penalty Clubs. 
What it would do, though, is it would be less states, which means less revenue in. And I think for some of your penalty teams, they may look at it and say, we're better off, you know, they're going to at least look at seeing, are we better off if we're not going to be part of the 120 that remain an affiliate of baseball, that they say, are we better off looking to independent, which now is professional partner leagues, but these other leagues, like the Atlantic League, mm-hmm. like the uh, American Association, like the Frontier League, where then they would have costs. They would have hundreds, you know, oh, two hundred, three hundred thousand $300,000 in additional costs to pay the players. But at the same time, you would also get more dates, and so more dates means that you would also bring in more revenue. Right. And, you know, you're, so it's a trade-off. Right. There's, there's a lot of figuring and discussions going on right now as teams try to figure out what is the best path for them. Right, plus there's an entry fee. Because obviously, yes. to enter the league, there's an entry fee. In the Atlantic League, I, you know, the entry fee is a seven-figure fee. Um, that, Correct. Yeah. Now, it's possible, and again, I want to emphasize possible, not guaranteed, but it is possible that potentially, because MLB is now partners with these independent leagues. Right. Not very, again, they're no longer independent techniques. It's going to take a while to get just that. These professional partner leagues. Mm-hmm. And so it is possible that they will be at least you know, uh, cut, you know, rate or some other considerations where maybe, because MLB has promised to offer viable baseball in these cities that are left out of the 120, that maybe there are ways where some of those very significant issues like franchise expansion fees, things like that, are, uh, those issues are, are somewhat reduced at least because maybe MLB helps out on that. And again, I'm saying there's a possibility of that. I don't want. To, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying that's guaranteed by any stretch. Uh, when I believe you covered Macon, and then Macon lost yep. their affiliation with the Braves, went independent. They didn't not the collegiate wooden bat deal, but went independent, but continued to thrive and be successful. Correct. They actually did something with that. So, and okay. I, I should lay this out. So, Macon was in a situation where the Braves had said they wanted stadium, significant stadium upgrades. Right. Macon did not do so. Um, they then got a Rome, Georgia, another city in Georgia, mm-hmm. offered to build a stadium for the Braves. The Braves left it there. In this, in that case, the stadium stayed dark for a few years. It actually was the set okay. for uh, the TV show Brockmire one oh. year. But, <laughs> you know, but it wasn't, uh, and that was a, a nice nostalgia for me looking at the press box. Right. But then they are now, then a, a coastal plain summer with that league team came to town, the Macon Bacon. And mm-hmm. to the credit, again, a lot of this comes down to the quality of your operation. To the credit of the owners and operators of the Macon Bacon, they draw smaller, shorter season, but they draw more fans for the Macon Bacon now than wow. they did when they were the Braves Class A affiliate. That's, a, that's kind of like a best-case scenario where Savannah, down the road, lost their mess affiliate, and it's been replaced by Coastal Plain League. That is probably one of the two or three most successful summer with that teams in the country. They sell out every game. You know, they have, in a, in a stadium that was built in the 30s, I believe, maybe 1940 at the latest, you know, and they do an incredible job. There are examples like that. But again, one of the keys about that is a lot of that is down to the operator, down to the quality of the experience for people who come to the ballpark. As much as I love 
player development, as much as that's important to me, yes. seeing future major leaguers and all that, the, the simple reality that I've been told by many a minor league GM is the vast majority of the fans in the stands, that's not what they're there for. Right. They're, and, there, they're there for fun and the experience of it. Yep. And, it, and if it doesn't, they can't, the play can't be off. You know, you can't have a guy throwing 68 miles an hour and can't right. throw strikes. Right. And the game drags off for four hours. Can't be that the shortstop throws the ball over the first baseman's head five times in a row. But if it's representative baseball, that doesn't make a whole lot of difference in your attendance year in, year out. Uh, there will be some New York Penn League teams that survive to the 120 in all, yeah. like, in all likelihood. Uh, I'd be stunned if there's not. Right. Um are you willing to say at this point, at the moment, who has the best shot of getting there, or do you want to stay conservative on that at this point, for obvious for obvious integrity reasons? I, I want to stay conservative for this. I've stayed away yeah. from saying so and so's in, so and so's out. Yes. And 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 the best way I can do this is, is I mean, I, the way to explain that is is. These are people's lives. I mean, these are, you know, these people's lives. And also, they're, you know, in case of owners, they own these clubs. I don't want to damage anyone by reporting anything that's not 100% absolutely certain. And again, I've been told very recently the final 120 is probably not fully set. Right. Well, every time I try to build a puzzle, this is a jigsaw puzzle, and every time you take out one piece, you kind of end up having to replace about six other pieces a lot of times. Right. So if I get my hands on this is the final 120, I'm going to report that because that's factual, but it's not speculative. I hear a lot of rumors, but yeah. everything I've heard so far is speculative, and I'm not willing to go there when it's speculative. Not, I, I'm confident that this is the reality. Right, and that's why I phrased the question the way I did because I, I, yeah, I, I, knew, I yeah, and I knew I knew you were probably going to answer it that way, but at the same time, the audience—it's something that if you, oh, yeah. if you were willing it's a to question, ta- I get all the time. Yeah, if you were willing to talk about it, the audience would want to hear about it. I had a feeling you weren't, so I just wanted to phrase the question that way to open the door for you to answer it the way you were most comfortable. So, uh, I appreciate that. But, it, but now again, I will say this. There are teams, without saying what, but there are teams in the New York Penn League that would be, would have a very hard time supporting full season baseball. Mm-hmm. And there are other teams that you look at, you would say they probably won't have any issue at all supporting full season baseball. Right. The ones who won't have any issue at all, it does not guarantee they'll make it. But there are teams who you could, I would say, comfortably say it's hard to envision that as a full season club. That's not what this is. The market's really there to support. And in those cases, it's unlikely that they're going to make it to the 120. JJ, absolute pleasure. Appreciate it very, very much. The audience appreciates it. And uh, can't wait to talk to you again very soon about all this. Sounds good. Thank you. As JJ Cooper, Baseball America, with about as comprehensive a review of where the minor leagues stand with Major League Baseball right now. Coming up, Dick Girardi on the Breeders' Cup and a little on college basketball and the king in the final half hour on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet.
When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. 